Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world, and welcome to the Upload VR Download, our weekly podcast. Actually, twice weekly now, because this is the first in our two sets of shows that we do now. On Thursday, we're going to be doing gaming shows, and on Monday, we're going to be doing kind of industry slash hardware stuff. I'm your host, Jamie Feldman, for today, and joining me is the one, the only, the main person that lives where David lives, David Jagner. This is the good show, the boring <laughs> shows on Monday. This is something we're going to be trying for a while. On Thursdays, you'll be getting mainly me and David. We'll have a third person come in every now and again, specifically if they want to talk about different games and stuff like that. And then on Monday, Ian and Kyle, I believe, will be talking about all that boring Facebook stuff that no one really cares about. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the video game universe, David, what, what you doing at the moment? How, you, how are you? It's good to see you. Uh, you know what? It's good to see you too. It's it's been it's been a week. You know, it's been a, a long Let's high week. Five. Let's high five here on uh, on, yeah. on my side of the ocean. It's been quite a long week already, and uh, mm. it feels like it's this week's gone been going on for a very long time. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, o- overall, uh, in terms of the gaming world, the VR world, uh, I'm I'm pretty happy. You know, right now, I think um, we're we're in for a good holiday season. Um, in terms of video games in general, yep. um, but for VR, which is what this show is about, I think uh, it's it's going to be interesting. You know, it's going to be interesting. I can't I can't say too much yet about the PlayStation Five. Mm-hmm. Um, the review embargo has not lifted. The Xbox Series X and S review review embargo lifted today. So if you're curious yep. about what other you know non VR gaming sites thought about that console, you can well, go check that out. Think about it. Um, you know. Those the the boring you know non VR people out there in the world pancake um, game as we call them but exactly exactly I think <laughs> I think at this point I can say that you will be able to read uh, my review of the PS5 from a VR perspective tomorrow that will be live on the site tomorrow and uh, uh, I'll be streaming here on our YouTube channel um, talking about it um, answering questions um, I won't be able to show any um, PS5 VR gameplay tomorrow mm. during the stream that's still under embargo until next um but i'm thinking maybe i'll play some astrobot rescue mission you know the mm. uh, the 3d platformer that is an excellent excellent psvr exclusive it has a sequel on the ps5 that is a non-vr game um, that comes free with every ps5 um so i could actually play that some too if i wanted um but you know it, it's not a vr game so mm. I, I was thinking tomorrow maybe um i'll talk about my review answer questions about the console while playing astrobot from the ps4 it's not a ps5 game but it's uh you know it's it's close enough it's related uh very close to related um, back. yeah and then outside of that i played a little bit of in death on the quest 2 a little underrated. I don't feel like it gets quite enough credit for uh, being as good as it is. It's a tough one. It's a tough game. Like, um, so th- th- I guess the reason you played it this week um, is it's got the uh, the Quest Two patch, right? So it's it's coming out with some new enhancements. Yeah. The original Quest yeah. One version, which seems like a pretty significant list of updates. Ironically, so <laughs> we've had a, a couple of bugs that have actually prevented us from checking out the new version ourselves, but from the developer super bright provided uh it's stuff like increased draw distance because the game loads the entire world now when you start a run i i think it's interesting yeah you you say like which is a cool concept yeah yeah for sure and i think it's interesting that you say like it's kind of overlooked i feel like there's a lot of vr roguelikes coming about right now so we, we have this we have um until you fall uh we have star shaman which is basically a roguelike and then actually something else roguelike-ish got announced like today or yesterday, but it, it escapes my mind right now. Um, and I feel like the roguelike genre is really providing the kind of meaty replayability that a lot of people really want in VR right now. And I do think that, right, that uh, in-depth is a really rock-solid example of that. Personally, my favorite in uh, roguelike is Until You Fall. I think Until You Fall is really, really good. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. Until you fall is probably the overall best VR roguelike um, out there right now. I, I really liked Persistence a lot. Um, going back to the PSVR, um, I believe that game's on PC VR now as well. It also has a yep. non-VR version out. Um, I really liked Persistence quite a lot because I'm, as you know, I'm a big horror fan. 
Uh, so that's almost like a mixture of stealth and shooter and horror all combined together into a roguelike. Uh, so it was a pretty cool concept, and I liked it quite a bit. Um, other than that, you know, I've been obviously playing a lot of PSVR stuff on PS5 um, that I can't talk about yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be able to talk about it tomorrow um, and um, in depth. And uh, that's that's really about it. There hasn't been anything super new other than that, that that's been on my radar at the moment. I know uh, there are some new releases today um, that actually look yeah, good. good um, some ports, some ports of some non-VR games um, that I think we're going to be talking about a little bit later. Yeah, um, but no, you know, I, since it, you're the host today, I'll let you uh, kind of will, guide us I here. I will steer this ship. I will guide us on on this amazing journey that we're about to undertake i I do want to just stay on that subject just before uh we move on because you said it's an interesting time at the start of the podcast and i agree because i really feel like quest 2 is out and it's fantastic and i love it but there's not a lot happening right now in terms of releases right like Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about a few but they're not they're not big titles and we've got what we got coming up we've got medal of honor um, we've got like a couple of games on Quest that you can pre-order now, like uh, Jurassic World and uh, The Climb Two. But in terms of Ooh, like a Mist. major new, Mist. yes, exactly. Mist is another big one. In terms of a major, major headset launch, I don't. It, it feels kind of weird. We don't know what's coming when. We get like these kind of drops every like week, or maybe if we're lucky, like yeah. a month ahead yeah. of time, we get the news that something's coming. So yeah, like, I mean, it's, Witch, well, what is it? It's November right now, and like all those games you mentioned, we don't really know dates for any of them other than Metal mm-hmm. of Honor, and that's a PC VR only game. And um, you, you published yeah. a list here this week on the site at uploadvr.com of a bunch of PSVR games that look promising. A uh, majority of those are ports, so it's like you know, it's what what really is there as a big new exciting title other than Medal of Honor and Lone Echo Two? Like those are the two kind of big ones that we're looking forward to at the moment. Mm. And um, for for the quest, you know, for the quest ecosystem, it's it's interesting because um, you know obviously we just got uh, Population One, um, which I, I I still need to review it. I'm going to. I just have been so swamped with other things. It's you know fallen by the wayside a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, you know, can you believe, I, I realized this recently and it blew my mind, can you believe Star Wars Squadrons just came out like a month ago? Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? It's been, and it, it, it's weird yeah. because of how weird of a month October has been, where there actually hasn't been that yeah. much to play in terms of VR, but that still, um, that still feels so so long ago, I guess, is what I feel, or do you feel like it's really fast? <laughs> No, yeah, it feels it feels forever ago. Like I feel like yeah. Star Wars Squadrons is um, s- such a distant memory for me at this point. But it is only a month ago, and it's just it's crazy. And it, it's it's crazy to see the we have these three three core you know ecosystems, right? With the Quest, the PSVR, and PC VR, and mm-hmm. they're all going in such different directions. You know, you have um, PC VR, which is still very, very hardware-focused, you know, with the G2 coming out. You have uh, Quest 2 is kind of the new PC headset with the link connection and virtual desktop. You've got, um, you know, the Deca Gear headset on the horizon. Oh, yeah. Um, so there's a lot of, like, new tech to look forward to. And then Quest is more kind of becoming kind of the, you know, more steady release platform where you get a few uh, a, f- a few games that are noteworthy every month and then, uh, PSVR is kind of in limbo at the moment, so it's it's really yeah, interesting we'll to see in where the yeah yeah, and just it's 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 interesting how different they are right now because I feel like around a year ago it felt like there was there there's almost like parity, like you had games that were coming out yeah. on all three, you had games that were kind of getting ported across quickly, and it was almost like they're on the same playing field. But now uh, the the different paths are very different. Well, so let's get into that, right? Just just before we do, let's let's say hi to everyone in chat. Thanks for being here today, guys. Uh, Adam Hertzel, good to see you. Electronic Cheese, good. Thanks for stopping by, even if it was uh, even if it was brief, but great name. Uh, you guys are talking a bit about whether they should get like Quest Two or a PS Five. Again, if you want to stick around, we will be talking a bit about that later on. Um, we'll get into the PS Five discussion a bit more with some of the stuff we've confirmed uh, earlier in the week. 
Um, but I'm, I'm glad you talked about like kind of release parity in there because we have two, two items on our news list this week, which I think kind of speak to that a little bit. Um, and one of them is new titles that were confirmed for Quest this week. And uh, the other one is new titles that have either come to VR or are coming to VR, uh, Steam VR this week. So on Quest, we have Prison Boss, which is coming in December, Spheres, which we don't have a release date, and something called Yuki, which was uh, announced today from the developers of, what do they do? Uh, Pixel Ripped. So three, three titles there. One's a port. Well, two of them are ports, and one of them's an all-new game. And I feel like you then take the Steam VR list, which is this, this thing called Rezil, which is a kind of soccer, I have to say soccer, because our audience is mainly American. Which hurts me inside. <laughs> it's like a soccer training simulation. A wee, wee bit think... of footy, eh? Oh yes, a bit of football, as we call it. So I'm in that voice, <laughs> often actually. <laughs> which is a it's a training simulator. Uh, I feel like this is one of those kind of COVID things where they had this. It used to be this big professional application, and they've released a Steam VR version, likely probably to get extra funds because of what's happening to. Uh, location-based everything at the moment. Um, House Flipper VR came out on Steam VR today, which is a port from a Quest game that came out a couple of weeks ago. And then there's Thief Simulator VR, which uh, was an early access game for the longest time, right, and is now out in full. Two interesting uh, lists of games there, I think, because I look at the Quest list and I get a bit more excited, I think. Um, I feel like Quest is becoming home to a lot of these kind of. It's like if you, if you make if you come to Quest, you've made it almost right. Like that is what proves you to be a legitimate VR title. It's starting to feel mainly because of the strict curation that Facebook itself imposes. Whereas on Steam VR, things still feel quite sparse and randomized and and weird. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Um, and I, and I do think if if you look forward uh, to the future on PC VR, really. All that's coming to mind for me right now is um, Medal of Honor, which is obviously huge. But in terms of Quest, I feel like the stuff I'm looking forward to, especially now that Facebook is doing full Quest exclusives, um, is a much more exciting list. So you've got, like I said earlier, like you've got Jurassic World, you've got like a Port of Gorn coming, you've got, um, what was the other game I mentioned earlier? Some other game. <laughs> uh, the Time 2, that's it. Yeah. Time 2 and Mist. Yeah, I keep forgetting Mist. Shout out to Mist. Got a bit of mist here in the studio right now, by the way. I'm I'm enjoying it. Very misty. Very cool. <laughs> yeah, it's actually lighting. The, the fog effect tell. is. Yeah. We should. Uh, do you know what we should do? We should try and get uh, Quest One versus Quest Two comparisons of the Upload VR Studio going. If there are any, Heeny God, if you've made any of those, we should put <laughs> our own <laughs> comparison between those together. Um, but anyway, so yeah, out of these out of these games, so Prison Boss on Quest, Spheres, uh, which isn't a game, by the way, I should say. That's more like a short film, which I, I really, really love. I think you've seen Spheres too, right? Or you've seen some of Spheres. Oh, yeah, I love Spheres. It was incredible. It's it's basically like a, a semi-narrative, you know, the, like, there, there's a loose, um, you know, narration on top of the experience, mm. but it's mostly just like a visual, um, just you know bombardment on your eyeballs and ears of uh what it would what it would be like to be there whenever two black holes collide mm. um that's that's essentially the premise and um the narration is just it's so wonderful i think it's jessica chastain i think is who does the narration and yeah it's, it's um, there's three chapters and it's different people for each chapter and jessica chastain's uh, th- okay yeah. Oh great! I've I've only seen the first chapter, so I, I've I've got to see the rest of it. I'm pretty excited now. Um, it, yeah, it's it's incredible. It's it's uh, one of those things that like I think is a great example of something that is like it wouldn't even make sense to experience it outside of VR. Exactly. It just wouldn't. Exactly. It wouldn't do anything for you. You know, you yeah. have to see it inside of a headset, and it's just fantastic. It's so hypnotic. I reviewed it. I think I reviewed it late last year because it came out on Rift late last year. Um. And it's a really, well, hypnotic's the only word for it, really. It, it really fully immerses yeah. you in these different intergalactic environments. Uh, it studies these different phenomena. Like uh, at one point you see the Big Bang. At one point you study black holes and you get sucked into a black hole. Mm-hmm. And it's so, it's one of the... Oh, Millie Bobby Millie Bobby Brown's one of the voices? Yep. I didn't know that. Uh, it's so 
just powerful and 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 quite poetic, quite creative actually. It's not just the straight faced mm-hmm. documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, there is light uh, interaction. In fact, the quest version is going to have hand tracking, which I think is very cool. Um, Ooh, and nice. Yeah, I think I, th- I think in my review back in 2019, I said something like finding something arty farty, like finding uh, poetry in the symphony of the universe or something like that. But, oh God. I just, I, I love Spears. And we don't know, we don't know when it's coming out, but uh, it's up on the coming soon section of the Quest store. So I would hope in the next couple of weeks, maybe even today, because usually there's a, there's a drop of new content on a Thursday. So maybe there's, maybe there's something on the Quest store that we should check in a bit. Uh, moving on from Spears, there is something that was announced today called Yuki, which is from the developers of Pixel Ripped, is a bullet hell shooter that is coming to Quest PC VR in the first half of next year and PSVR. Uh, in the second half of next year. Really, really interesting game because it plays on the same idea we've seen in a lot of kind of arcade shoot-em-ups in VR. Uh, You take like a ship, you uh, control it with one of your hand controllers, and then you like navigate a level, making it dodge out of the way of bullets uh, and returning fire itself. Uh, Got it here on the screen here. But the the way it's framed is actually kind of weirdly similar to Pixel Ripped in a lot of ways. So... The idea is that you actually just pick up an action in your bedroom and you're doing, I think you're doing like pretend playtime, going back in time and uh, like just just playing with your imagination in some ways. And that's a very Arvor, the, the team that made uh, Pixar Ripped. That's a very them thing to do because Pixar Ripped is all about traveling back in time and celebrating old areas of, uh, areas of gaming and, and your childhood and really embracing that. So I, mechanically, I think we've seen this before, but I, I do love the idea of like framing it as, yeah, go pick up your old uh, action figures and bring playtime to life, I think is a really, really cute idea. That's cool. And um, yeah. it's why, but speaking of new stuff on the Quest Store, I did just check and um, VTime XR came out. Oh, that's today. That's a, So that's a social network, not... A little, not too unlike this. Uh, that's like sitting uh, up to like I don't know, like five or six people in a circle, uh, and un- yeah, like un- unlike uh, Rec Room or uh, Alt Space or Facebook Horizons, what you do is you you sit in a corner uh, or any kind of environment, really, really nice little environments like this woodland one we're seeing. Uh, if you're watching along with yeah, us, yeah, I think some of them are are some of the pre-made ones are quite nice, and I believe you can even use your own 360 photos as well, kind of like mm. Facebook Spaces did. Yeah, and then uh, you can share some video content. I think they kind of they try and pitch it around kind of virtual professional meetings sometimes as well. Um, uh-huh. I like I like the idea of kind of limiting what you can do with social VR and like restricting you to sitting down because yeah, that, yeah. it it just kind of accepts what the limitations of the platform right now and works with those instead of saying like trying to simulate all of reality, right? So I think mm-hmm, that's a pretty mm-hmm. cool idea. I don't, I don't know how much this has been around for donkey's years. The the time it's it was made in uh, Liverpool in the UK. Uh, oh, they're still there's going, a but... logos down there at the end of the trailer for Google Play Store and iOS. So I'm wondering, um, it must be cross platform, you know, between yeah, PC, Quest, mobile. There's an AR platform uh, version of it as well on on the, on mobile. I think um, so you can join in oh. in very strange ways. So yeah, that, that's, that's pretty cool. cool. That's pretty cool. Um, over on Steam VR, so yeah, we've got Rezzle. We like, like we talked about. Although that's that's strange. You're going to need two Vive trackers for that. Um, which it's 2020. I'm not sure how many people have Vive trackers anymore. Um, you can still buy them if you want, and then use them with your Index or your, uh, I guess your original Vive, but not the Vive Cosmos unless you have the the Vive Cosmos Elite. Um, so that's interesting. I would like to check that out, but I don't have trackers. House Flipper. Uh, I know you think is a, a pretty cool idea, just the idea of like renovating a virtual space without the mess, but then not actually getting to live in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, um, uh, so some of you watching and or listening might have heard references that I'm in the middle of kind of a limbo between moving and um, our new home. Uh, my wife and I have a new house that's being built right now, You're and in uh, we're living with spaces. Uh, I am. I am. And we're living with my wife's parents right now, uh, which is interesting. Uh, I'll, yeah, it's interesting. 
And um, so we didn't have to renovate our house. There wasn't, you know, like we didn't flip a house or anything. We lived in that house for like three and a half years and we sold it. And so our new house is being built. But um, there are some, you know, allegories with it because, you know, like watching the trailer, there's lots of decorating and cleaning you do. And um, it's it's funny how like things that I don't ever want to do in real life suddenly become novel concepts for a VR game that kind of looks fun, you know? It's the Simpsons joke, right? Like, every time you see VR in the Simpsons, yeah. it's like virtual lawn simulator or something like that, and it's 100% true. <laughs> yeah, or like in uh, Rick and Morty, the the Roy a life well-lived, where he's uh, like, well, what, what do you mean? You, you beat cancer and you went back to the carpet store? That doesn't make any sense. Clean... Uh, Adam Hartzell said, this looks like clean your damn room VR, which, yeah, fair enough. That's a very good yeah, uh, uh, very good explanation of it. Whoa, you got a Thor hammer? Oh, my God. Yeah. It was that was, why, okay. If you're why, listening to the audio version, um, you have a, a rubber mallet that you can hit the wall with to do things, and you can also throw it like Thor, and it comes back to you. That was pretty Mjolnir. interesting. Mjolnir, the mighty hammer yeah, of home yeah. renovation. <laughs> and then the last game on Steam VR is actually something very similar to this in in some ways, which is Thief Sim Thief Simulator, which I still haven't tried, and I I'm I really want to go and check out, especially seeing as it it's one of those early access games that you know actually did early access and has now come out on the other side. Just didn't yeah, just release early that access. Now that it's out fully, yeah, yeah, I want to try that. Maybe yeah, maybe we could do something with that later in the week because I feel like. There's there's some antics to be had there, some shenanigans, as they say. Yeah, that that would actually that would be a good one to stream maybe on Monday. That would be mm-hmm. a good Monday game. Or I mean mm-hmm. uh, Tuesday, Tuesday next week. Yeah. yeah. I may, maybe I won't play it, seeing as now that we're back in lockdown in the UK, the idea of a thief sneaking in home invasion probably not the best genre for me right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on, moving on. A to... little too close to home. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, moving on to another quest game uh, that we've been talking about recently. Uh, yesterday, I had the pleasure of chatting with the team in the UK called Pixel Toys. They are making uh, Warhammer 40k Battle Sister, which is coming to Quest very, very soon. Uh, also uh, behind Drop Dead, which I know a lot of people out there really, really enjoyed. Uh, so that's cool. I chatted with them for a little while. I got some new details that will be going live on the site throughout the next couple of days. Uh, one of the stories I put live today... Word is that it's coming out on uh, in December is when they're aiming for it. Quest first, uh, Rift next, and then other platforms, hopefully in the future. Pretty interested in this one. This is, uh, if you watched the show last week, you'll know we were talking about another Warhammer game called Tempest Fall from Carbon Games, which is set in an entirely different universe. This one's set in the, you know, proper, proper, Warhammer so confusing, man. Uh, the proper, proper 40K universe that everyone really, really likes. I've played a demo of it. Uh, a couple of months ago now, back when Quest 2, back before the embargo on Quest 2 had lifted. And I was really impressed by the scope of it. Um, it had some technical difficulties that still needed working out, so I'm glad to hear they're taking till December instead of November. Um, yeah, I mean, to, to be like perfectly honest, like Warhammer is one of those franchises that is so incredibly intimidating to me mm-hmm. uh, because uh, growing up, I never got into the tabletop you know, miniature game Oh, dude, um, yeah. I, I was more of a D&D type of person. Um, I, you know, I've never really gotten into the lore. I've never read yep. any of the novels. I've I've played Vermintide uh, just because it's just like a wave killing game. So it was kind of accessible. Like but yeah, it's it, Vermintide 2 is, is fantastic. And um, so, I mean, it's just it's one of those franchises. It's like. I I kind of understand like there's space marines and there's like I guess other creatures and enemies and I don't I don't know the lore I don't have any attachment to it so like I'm watching this footage it just looks like a generic shooter you know like now, what, what and now, if I if I don't have attachment to the to the lore like what what does this do for me you know like what sets it apart now take that mindset and consider that I had to interview them yesterday. <laughs> And they were just lift, listing off characters and enemy designs oh, and Lord. weapon types, and I was like, mm-hmm, "Cool." I will say, I will say though, like the, the ba- thing about like battle, battle sister is that like a designation? Is that so a rank? It's a, it's a faction of characters, for whatever a faction of, of okay. soldiers, and you play as one of them specifically. 
uh and you you play as like i guess protege of, of one of them um and they're promising a full like five to six hour single player campaign uh visiting a, d- a couple mm, of different planets okay. which sounds okay. pretty cool um they're also saying that they're going to have some hopefully some like cooperative horde mode multiplayer if not at launch like then maybe a bit after and then they also really want to do expanded multiplayer modes maybe in the new year which would be really 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 cool to see i do think to, to that point about like not knowing much about warhammer though in terms of the 40k universe with the big huge chaos marines right that that is something you don't have to be familiar with to think it would be cool to play as one of them and, and get your hands on that like you know that big hulking machinery that, that that universe is really known for those weapons are huge and chunky yeah uh, and that's that's something that i spoke to them about um because you know that there's a disconnect between picking up a controller in vr and then if it would actually feel like that giant kind of gun with a chainsaw on it that they've got uh-huh. um so yeah, uh, look for yeah. look for that uh later in the week full interview i think will be going live this weekend but uh, gonna have a couple more stories on it i'm i'm pretty optimistic about this one because it's like i said it's coming to quest first and it's just cool to play first person shooters on quest and i'm I'm hoping to that we'll get something yeah cool and you know like if you if you look at vr even outside of quest if you look at you know psvr and pc and everything um almost every game that is at its core a shooter is either a wave game or a multiplayer game. There's just not very many VR shooters that actually have campaigns. Yeah, There's just exactly. very few of them. And um, I, don't, I don't know why that is. You know, I mean, obviously you have Walking Dead, you have on PSVR, you have Farpoint, you have um, Persistence, which kind of has a story to it. You have, mm-hmm. um, there's a few on PC, like Zero Caliber tries to kind of do that. Um, but, you know, it's just it's such a weird you know gap because i feel like outside of vr that's like the biggest genre there is you know like the first person shooter you know like mm-hmm. it's just it's so strange because we don't have like a narrative or not, not even narrative just get rid of the idea of there having to be characters and voice acting just like a campaign with missions you know like mm-hmm. objectives like there's just not very many of those in vr and and if you i mean there is a correlation if you look at the games you just listed off there so you said farpoint that is a game that was funded and published by sony obviously they want they at that time they wanted to tick that that box and say yes we have kind of a halo style shooter on psvr then you yeah, look at shout out to a uh, g-dog in the chat arizona sunshine i i forgot to list that one that yeah, was that's that's very uh, one true. of the first ones yeah but but outside of arizona and I, that's a that's a great one to mention you also so you've got two warhammer games coming up you've got we've had two walking dead games um, the next single-player campaign coming out uh, on Quest will probably be that Jurassic World game. They're all tie-ins because those are the companies that are funding these VR games right now. And there's there's something really interesting about yeah, that. That's that's a good like, point. Obviously, Half Life. You know, like yeah, yeah. But yeah, and 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 you know, if you're lucky, you'll get VR support in Squadrons from EA. But EA aren't going to set out to make uh, their own dedicated VR game at the moment. Right. And, and that is interesting. It does mean we're getting this interesting type of tie-in that we, we're, we're starting to see more in VR, almost than we see in video games right now, right? Because Jurassic World, there hasn't really been many big Jurassic World video games. There's the, what, there's the theme park simulator one. But the, I can't think mm-hmm. of like a first-person, like big-budget, blockbuster survival Jurassic World game that's come out for a console in a long time. Um, and I feel like we're seeing other industries outside of gaming look at VR and say, okay, well, it, let's not think about this necessarily as like entering the gaming market, but what could we, could we take like the most iconic cinematic elements of our franchise and put them into an interactive virtual experience that will really connect with potentially even more people than they would on, on, on console, right? Yeah, yeah. I think um, it wasn't really a shooter but a really good example of how VR is kind of becoming the new, um, you know, breeding ground for IP tie-ins was uh, Westworld Awakening. That was fantastic. Mm, yeah. um, you know, and Servios is interesting. They've kind of become the sort of dev studio that specializes in IP, you know, adaptations with, um, obviously you've got Creed, you've got Westworld, yep. you've got Walking Dead Onslaught now. Um, yep. I'm sure they're probably working on other stuff as well. And they, um, it's interesting because I, I I personally really enjoy 
a good quality high-end game you know Mm -hmm. like i'm one of those people that's like if it's a movie or a book or a tv show that i love um playing a game based on it to me even if it's not a great game you know like if it's a five or a six out of ten quality game just being able to have it attached to an ip i love automatically elevates it for me just because i like um being in that in that universe and then you put it in vr where you're actually literally in it it's just you know it's even better so i mean it mm. it, it totally makes sense that we're seeing a resurgence in um, tie-in experiences with vr because people want to feel like they exist inside those worlds so it makes a lot of sense and um you know to your point earlier about jurassic world i think that's it's a perfect one it's um you know it's one of the most well-known movie franchises out there and um it's it's super big you know there's you know movies on the horizon coming out still um it's got theme park rides it's got you know like people know jurassic park jurassic world like it's it's iconic so it uh you know i'm excited and it's it's an interesting art style i don't i don't know if we've really talked about this before and on any of the download shows but it has more of a cell shaded art style mm. which i think probably catches a lot of people off guard you think of dinosaurs you think of jurassic world you think of um like gritty you know almost kind of gory realistic um, sort of, you know, setting. So it's it's interesting they went with the cell shaded art style. Yeah, for sure. That's a this is being made by Coatsync guys uh, that did like Esper and uh, the uh, they helped out with the recent port of Onward. And that, and actually, it's a great that's a great one to point out that they worked with Onward, which was this hyper technical, hyper realistic shooter. Brought it to Quest. Obviously, ran into a couple of technical difficulties there. So I, I do think this represents a kind of more smarter quest first approach let's say um yeah and i'm looking forward yeah, to quote quest first approach that's a good way of putting it yeah yeah it's good yeah i think you know there's more to talk about there in terms of because i mean like obviously there's so many star wars games now in vr and everything i think there is more to talk about there about the way the software ecosystem in vr is expanding but we'll, we'll have to save that for another time because we have our own big topic to talk about this week but before we get to that uh we're going to go move on to talk about quest to elite strap orders um now this is not quite gaming but with it's pretty relevant to everyone that bought a quest 2 to play lots of video games um you might have seen in the past couple of weeks that some people on reddit that that quest to elite strap not working out so well for them we're seeing a lot of pictures of like what what, what might start as like a hairline fracture actually leading into like this giant crack in the uh in the headset strap um Got a got an image up here on uh, if you're if you're watching along with us. So that's a just a full full on break through one of the side plastic straps that connects to the side of the Quest Two. Uh, and then earlier in the week, or it might have been late last week, David, uh, as someone that's actually got the Elite Strap pre-ordered, got an email saying uh, that what, what happened? What what did it say? It was was it cancelling the pre-order or, or talk us through that? Um. I, while I'm kind of talking real quick, I'll, I'll pull it up so I can read it verbatim and not mis, oh, misquote anything here. But um, essentially what it said is that they're going to be pausing um, shipments until they mm-hmm. can kind of investigate this more thoroughly and figure out what exactly is going on. Uh, the exact uh, phrasing was, our, um, let's see here, we are reaching out to inform you that we won't be able to ship. Request to a lead strap of battery and carrying case by the estimated ship date. Uh, we're investigating quality reports. We believe it's a very small percentage of lead strap accessories, etc. Um, so we have temporarily paused shipping inventory from our distribution centers. And right. it then goes on to say that the law requires that we automatically cancel your order and issue you a refund unless we hear from you by December 8th. Um, so I can okay. reach out to confirm that I would like to keep my pre-order um, with some distant, vague, non-determined shipment date. Or if I don't reach out, it will automatically cancel and get a refund. Mm. Um, so and, that's kind of the position they're in with this. And and before we've we've talked to Facebook about this before, and they've said there is a small number of units that are being affected. It is not a wide-reaching. I've I've personally had the Elite Strap and the Elite Battery Strap since uh anywhere from early september to mid october for the both There's of them your face 
yeah, there's there's me wearing it, and you, as you can see, I I promise you, my hair is not covering up any cracks in the uh, yeah. In that's the very strategically placed hair there, Jamie. Doing I don't great, know. doing great advertising, doing great modeling for the Quest Two there. Um, I yeah. I like both of these straps, uh, and I think it's a shame this is happening because I do think I think they're pretty essential add-ons for the Quest Two experience. I hate the uh, the soft strap it comes with. I think it's the thing's a nightmare. I totally get why they did it because they're trying to drive the price down in in any way they can. Um, but I've actually I've switched out to a Franken Quest now. I wear the Vive Deluxe audio strap. I got some three D uh, printed clips for that. And I find it much more comfortable. But I, I do think this is a real shame because it makes the Quest 2 such much more accessible um, and much more, well, much more comfortable at the end of the day right? and, and means you can play VR for longer. There's me, there's me modeling yet again <laughs> with my, uh, my Franken Quest you know, this Notice time. how there is no hair covering uh, the apparent crack in the strap <laughs> in this photo here. <laughs> I didn't need it. That's why. I could just, I could just tame it all this time, and there may yeah, there may also yeah. be differences in lockdown hair length. For, I don't know at play <laughs> that might. Mm, yeah, <laughs> been... that's a fair point. I think I've I think I've maybe shaved like four times since this whole thing mm. started, and um, I can tell you that my wife is is not a fan. It's uh, <laughs> it's getting to be a little bit of a problem. She's she's not a fan of the scraggly hairy hairy face at all. So um, back on the back on the elite strap thing, what do you think is going to happen here? I it's it's a real shame because I feel like between this and you know the kind of fallout with uh, Facebook uh, account requirement and you know a select number of users having problems accessing their quest uh, at the start of 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 the product's lifecycle, I think. It's it's not poured cold water on the quest because clearly you know we we also heard that the things selling sold five times as many pre-orders so clearly doing very very well but I didn't expect this from Facebook right I I I would have expected quality checks that resulted in this then again they also used to put secret messages inside Oculus Touch controllers and those got shipped out so. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, didn't the Rift S cable have issues too? Like, it seems like there's a history mm. of um, some type of manufacturing problem. And then the original Rift, there were component shortages. And yeah, um, that's a good so, point. I mean, it's uh, it's interesting because I don't feel like the Go or the Quest One really had any type of issues manufacturing wise, um, other than uh, you know the Quest just being hard to get. It was just you know difficult to find one, but. Um, Quality-wise, it seems like it was not not really much of an issue. So, mm. I mean, if, if there is going to be an issue, I mean, I think it's better that it's an accessory than it is the actual headset. Yep. Um, you know, this is something that it, that is optional, and it, if it does break, you can get a refund, you can get a new one while continuing to use your headset, um, which is you know a good thing. Um, so, I think they kind of dodged a bullet a little bit there, and um, I wonder if maybe. Maybe they, I don't want to put this conspiracy out there too much, but maybe they wanted to have this be the strap on the headset, but realized there might be some concerns with it. So that's why they mm. didn't have it as the default. Do you think that's a chance at all? Maybe, but I just still like the story. You know, you, you pointed to all those other issues. The, the story behind almost every Oculus headset we've seen has been about driving the cost down, right? And and in so yeah, many ways, yeah, though, though they are successful at it. And in so many different ways, you know, they do these cool innovations that actually really work out for them. Um, but I guess if you're doing all these kinds of things at once, something's going to give and eventually you are going to find, okay, maybe we did cut back a bit too much there. Or maybe in terms of the design, we could have strengthened this one up a, a bit more because clearly our stress testing hasn't been as rigorous as what, or as thorough as, as, as what uh, some of these other uh, consumers are putting it through although having said that there was a uh youtube video earlier this week from a youtuber that put the thing through his its paces himself and he had no problem with it he was bending it and pulling it and and twisting it in all kinds of weird directions and it it seemed to work mm. out for him so it's 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 possible that there's you know I, i'm talking completely speculatively here that's possible there's like a production run that that had a certain amount of issues that went unchecked 
Um, but I'm, I, I hope in the new year, maybe, maybe even before Christmas, they get this sorted and we can get these back out to people because especially, you know, with Christmas day coming up, lots of people are going to put on the quest too. And many of them are probably going to be like, well, this thing's kind of uncomfortable. Right. And it would be good if under the tree, they could also have that to remedy that issue there and then. Yeah, I w- I would like one. <laughs> <laughs> should have should have put that pre-order in earlier. Yeah, yeah. Oh well. <laughs> I mean, I, I put it in like I I felt like I put it in pretty early. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I I received my VR cover on um on launch, so I don't know. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see how that works out. I'm hoping hoping for good things. Facebook, you have our you have our blessing to proceed. With all the kinds of dangerous experimentation that you might need to do to get this thing back to people in terms in, in times of Christmas, <laughs> whatever that may. By the way, if you're hearing explosions outside my my uh, out from my microphone right now, I'm okay. I'm fine. It is fireworks night in the UK, so <laughs> there's a lot of noise a couple of meters away from me. Um, moving on, then last item of the week in terms of news. We have collaboration with Oculus. It's, it's, I think it's being streamed in venues. So that's the link there, which means it definitely means that panel. Well, it doesn't definitely mean, but it's, it's very likely that that means that at least a section of that panel is going to be devoted to VR in some way, right? Like Facebook is not going to partner with VentureBe and then be like, yeah, but don't talk about VR in the <laughs> future of gaming section because Facebook would like yeah, us I mean, all to believe that is the, the future the... of gaming. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like the if not the entire panel, the vast majority will be about VR because you've also got, um, I think the chief product officer from Servios is on the panel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's very clearly a VR panel, I think. And um, I, I, I'm, I'm wondering, you know, I'm not sure if it's going to be like a VR fighting game, you know, necessarily. Um, but I, I, I did kind of allude to this in, in the article I wrote about, about the announcement um, Servios obviously has Creed Rise of Glory. You know, that's a VR oh, fighting it. game. Um, so I'm wondering if there's some kind of partnership going on uh, where they might try to, you know, bring over characters or do a crossover or an adaptation or cool. something like that. Because if, if it does happen, though, what I, what I want to point out is there needs to be amazing fatalities. Well, so this is what I want. Like, I, want yeah. I want just every... Mortal Kombat fatality ever. Just you do the realistic action in VR. There's no other game to it. It's literally yeah, just it's, it's literally just like what the like six hundred incredibly gruesome deaths <laughs> in the past. And you literally <laughs> just get to do them all, like the proper like punch through the stomachs and the head rips and, and all that jazz. I think, oh man. I think that would be a great way to, you know, kind of kick start the yes. you know, conversation about VR. <laughs> Yeah, because, I mean, you could take, you know, Servius' experience with the fighting mechanics from Creed with their experience with Gore from Walking Dead and marry that together and let me I, let me rip a spine out, you know? I want to be mm. Scorpion. I want to reach down the throat and pull all. I don't, need it. I need it, Jamie. I need to do it. Don't partner with Servius. Partner with an enterprise-level surgeon training a uh, company like fundamental vr or something <laughs> and make it an entirely expi- uh, anatomically correct fatalities yeah. yeah exactly so it's like if you rip the spine out it comes out all mangled and they're like no you didn't do it right like you have to go back grab the spine from the bottom and then you know really rip <laughs> right here and it's got like full haptic support so like every notch of the spine is like vibrating the controller as you're putting it along. oh man yeah I'm a twisted human being. I've just there realized. Is. <laughs> that, that is, yeah. I mean, you, I think we we made jokes about manhunt VR, but Mortal oh, yeah. Kombat Fatality VR would be a whole other level. Oh my mm. gosh! So that's when uh, I don't have it down in my notes. Do you know when that panel is? Is that before the end of the year, or is that in the new year? Or oh no, yeah, I think it's next Wednesday. Oh, it's next Wednesday. Okay, we'll look forward to that yeah, one then. Yeah. I just yeah. They're okay. doing one panel a month um, next Wednesday, and then another one in December, one in January, one in February. But none of the others are about games. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. Looking forward to that. So that's it for the news this week. Heavy week to talk about. Glad we got through it alive. I was worried for a second there. I thought I thought that might be it. 
The next one we might not get through alive if David breaks an embargo, but I'm pretty sure he won't break an embargo because he's very good at that. We're going to talk about... <laughs> yeah, I don't think you've ever done that, so I, I, I'm, I'm steadfast in my, in my assumption here. We're going to talk about PS5 and VR, which we talked about a little bit last week, but we had to talk about kind of conservatively um, because we had some things that we hadn't confirmed yet and now some things that have come to light in the last week. David, we can't review the console yet. It's under embargo. Dave will be David will be reviewing it uh, shortly. But what's come to light in the past week uh, is a story we've been chasing for some time uh, that PS4 games that are also coming to PlayStation Five and are you know natively run on PlayStation Five, so Hitman Three and No Man's Sky, which both have PSVR support on PS4, the PSVR support won't be available in those native PS5 versions, which. Uh, we had confirmed to us last Friday, I think. And it was, yeah. for me, was the final nail in the coffin of my, not my long-term PlayStation 5 VR hopes, but my definitely my launch PlayStation VR hopes. I think, uh, what a shame. So what we're going to be getting is backwards compatibility uh, on day one, right? With uh, Provided you have this adapter which you have to apply for in kind of a weird way um david what's what's your take because i could talk about this all day but i, I want to know what you think first yeah i mean there's there's really no way to describe it other than disappointing and mm-hmm. um i th- i think um maybe you know it's part part of the disappointment is our fault for assuming it would be any different um, I don't. I, I think. A, yeah, I okay, think prior to, to you know, I'm, I'm, what I'm going to say is, I think prior to very recently, uh, there seemed to be indication that um, PSVR support was going to be more than just backwards compatibility, and they, yep. they never said that there are new PS5 games in development that will support PSVR, but they certainly had some illusions that implied there would be um, a, a longer term support for the headset. Um, beyond just backwards compatibility. And um, it's, it's kind of a twofold issue here because on the one hand, new PS5 games are not going to support PSVR, meaning if the game doesn't have a cross-gen launch, it won't have VR support. Um, so that you know raises the question, right, of Resident Evil 8, um, that game's not yep. coming to PS4, it's PS5 only. So I guess that means there's no VR support. Um, maybe when PSVR 2 comes out, if it comes out in a two, three years, maybe it'll retroactively give yep. VR to Resident Evil 8, or maybe Resident Evil 8 just is never going to have VR. I mean, we don't know the answers to these questions right now. Yeah, That's that's the issue that this brings. And then the other side of it is, um, Sony has talked about Game Boost, you know, air quotes right here. Mm. Um, and, but they've only announced three games that get boosted. They've announced Ghost of Tsushima, Days Gone, and God of War. Those are the only games that are confirmed to have boosted performance on PS5. And, and um, No PSVR those- games have been confirmed. And what those look like is, uh, like, let's say God of War is one of them, like you said. Uh, on PlayStation 4 Pro, God of War had a performance mode that kind of unlocked the frame rate. Um, and, you know, it would it would do as good a frame rate as the console could handle uh, in the given scene. So sometimes it would probably be in 30 in very intense action sequences. And then other times it would try and reach up to 60, but probably not get there but because the ps5 is a more powerful console we're assuming that it will hit 60 a bit more regularly uh but the the other Mm -hmm. other side to Mm -hmm. it is that the ea put out a list today um of backwards compatible games on both new consoles and of course if you've been following xbox you know that upgrading old xbox titles to take advantage of xbox one series x is uh is much more robust much more like gears 5 has better textures 4k much more robust 4k support uh yeah, i mean this... I, I would i would go so far as to say that from what i've read and what i've seen you know like digital foundry coverage and videos mm-hmm. and stuff like that like if if you even if there aren't any official updates if you put an xbox original xbox disc 360 xbox one any of those older Xbox games, if they work on your Series X and you put them in the console, it's almost like it automatically remasters them in yep. a way. Like yep. it, they just they look and play better just automatically. And yeah. um, the PS5, from what we've seen and heard, it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. It seems more like 
you put the PS4 disc in and it's like you're playing it on a PS4 Pro. Yeah, like and that's, that's exactly that's what the what EA blog sounds said. like. That's exactly what yeah, every yeah. game uh, listed in the EA blog said for Squadrons, for Jedi Fallen Order, for the upcoming Hot Shoot remaster. They say the game will play as if it was running on a PS4 Pro. So that's one mm-hmm. thing. And it's that's it, it, in terms of flat screen gaming, it's a missed opportunity. For me personally, in terms of VR, yeah, yeah. It, it is a huge, huge, huge blow because the PS4, right from the day, uh, right from day one for PSVR, was an underpowered VR gaming machine. Every port PC that yeah, came to PSVR yeah. go through a lot of work. If you take something like Arizona Sunshine, there's huge visual downgrades there. If you take something like uh, even Skyrim, which came to PSVR first. The, the game probably actually looks a little worse than it did when it first released on PS3 as opposed to on PC where it kind of like finally steps up to the full potential mm-hmm. of everything, right? The, the idea that you could have just plugged any or uh, put in any PSVR disc or downloaded any PSVR game and a developer could have, let's say Arizona Sunshine could have suddenly put the PC spec in there would have been so, so hugely enticing for VR gamers from day one. I, and 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 for developers too, I think. I think a lot of developers would feel like you know a weight was off their shoulders if if the guys from Arizona Sunshine could say, okay, we no longer have to deal with this really really uh, really limited PS4 spec. We can finally bump these things up and actually start treating PS5 yeah. development like PC VR development. That would be huge. Um, but instead, we've got this strange, uh, antiquated, backwards approach. That I, I just don't know why they've made these decisions because these seem to be very aggressive anti-consumer decisions. They, I, don't, I don't know the reason why you would look at it and say, okay, let's not have the new PS5 camera work with PSVR. What, what, even, if, even if you ended up with the hardware that for some reason physically can't support tracking on PSVR, why did you make that decision in the first place when you were writing out the blueprints for this thing, right? Like, that that must have been a given. That must have been a yeah, given. The the camera the camera is a very confusing decision because it has it's a three D camera. You know, it's, it's stereoscopic. Yeah. It's got mm. you know two lenses in there. Um, so I don't I don't understand the reasoning. And then on the console itself, there's only three USB ports. You know, and <laughs> then to use your P to use your PS4 camera, you have to get an adapter that converts it to a USB plug. So now you need two dedicated USB plugs just to use your PSVR. Mm-hmm. So you can only plug in and charge a single controller at a time, um, which, I mean, isn't you know that big of a deal, but it's like, you know, I only have one USB port now. Like, I have to get, yep. like, a, I guess, a hub to extend it. I can't, I can't even plug in two move controllers, you know, at the same yep. time to charge anymore. Um, it's just like, I don't know, it's... It's a, to me like everything that we've learned over the past week and a half has told me that um, PSVR seems like it's being supported retroactively. It was not. It was mm-hmm. not something they even considered when they started designing the PS5. Is what I think. I think yep. it maybe it sold a little better than they thought it would, and they realized that there's more of an audience than they expected, so they should support it to tide people over until the next headset. Um, that's kind of what I think happened, and. Um, just however the PS5 is architectured, I'm guessing um, the backwards compatibility functionality is is almost more like an emulation in a way. It's not like natively, you know, upresing and bumping up these games performance-wise like a computer would. It's yep. more like, oh yeah, you can play your PS4 games, you know, put in the disc, download the game. Well, we'll run it in PS4 mode. It's not yep. like, you know, it's it 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 doesn't seem to work like the Xbox does from what I've seen, mm-hmm. and um. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's it, it's a bit of a bummer. I'm I, I'm kind of disappointed in what I've heard and what we confirmed. Especially the biggest one is whenever we were able to confirm and we got we I have a quote in my email. Like it's it's there in in plain text that uh, we have not announced plans for any PS5 games with VR support yet. Yep. Um, that you know, like to me, that was that was such a gut punch. Come come with me on a journey. Maybe I I want to say two years ago. So, you know, mid PSVR life, things are looking good. We're getting games like Skyrim. We're getting games like Blood and Truth, Astrobot. Sony has a change in leadership. And this is all speculation, what I'm about to talk about here. Sony has a change in leadership. Andrew House, uh, who has 
led PlayStation since the early PS4 days, maybe a bit before that uh, mid PS3 era. He took over from Kazurai, uh, specifically Sony's can, PlayStation division. Can we, can we division. just talk about how, how much of a charming fellow Mr. House is? Oh, he's, he's he was he was adorable. He was an adorable Sony Interactive <laughs> CEO. Cool. I loved him, and he spoke very fluent Japanese. He was a very impressive human being. Um, he left, and taking over was Jim Ryan, also from Sony UK. At the same time that uh, Sean Layden, who was president of PlayStation in the US, left. And again, all complete speculation, but to me that said, okay, you had these two people vying for the top spot, two people with very different visions of where uh, the next generation was going to take PlayStation. Uh, The wider Sony Corp decided to go with one vision. Again, complete speculation, but there was a lot of... those, Those things happened very quickly together those two events i believe and and then actually uh, a lot yeah. of sony layoffs followed after that as well so it seemed and like that also i don't think it's a coincidence that um shuhi yoshida has kind of had a change in roles. A role he's like an indie well. guy now right yeah he's head of like the indie yeah, and production. he was a huge proponent of psvr yeah yeah probably exactly. like one of, one of the most vocal people at the entire company and um yeah so go on with your uh, your story time here so we have that we have that and then you take it forward to i think around like may march this year sony closed down the northwest uh studio in the uk which was only open about three or four years ago and had for years been hiring and teasing yeah a AAA specifically vr title yeah they were a vr dedicated yeah. studio they got shut down completely all the staff that they'd just been hiring Said that were, like were on Twitter, you it came or out anyone we know ever able to talk to any of those developers? Were we able to ever get? No, any... I have tried. Believe me, I have tried. Yeah, I've, I imagine Sony throws down quite a lot of uh, scary threats when you're closing down a studio yeah, and canceling a yeah. game that hasn't been announced. Um, so, <laughs> they, yeah, so that again was that was like a moment, and also Richard Marks, who was one of the head of R and D. Was so yeah. into uh, PSVR uh, development. What was the name of his? Google. So, what was the name of his lab or whatever? It was PlayStation um, Magic Real- Lab, I believe. What was it, was. it called? Was it Magic, Magic lab, lab or Reality Magic lab? lab? That's right. Yeah. That's so you, you yeah, have this. Yeah. You have this string of events, and then of course you have Jim Ryan's quotes, which I know some people think he wasn't specifically talking about PSVR two. Uh, he's the head of PlayStation. If he says the future of VR won't arrive next year, fairly sure he's trying to tell everyone that Sony is not going to do anything in VR for the next year. Also, he let's, knows that's let's not what the forget, reaction is you know, get. B- before he even took over, um, I believe he was on record as um, saying, like, what well, talking, thinking out loud, uh, I think there, I can't remember if it was an interview or an event or somewhere where he said mean. something along the lines of, um, you know, why would anyone want to play that this game, it looks like crap nowadays, you know, like, I think he was talking <laughs> oh, about Grand Turismo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was like he just couldn't comprehend someone wanting to revisit an older game. Yep, and, and, and um, there's also yeah, going back even further than that. This is really, really old. I think back in 2014, uh, as PlayStation VR was revealed as Project Morpheus, he said in a interview somewhere like everyone, every other Sony executive talking very positively about this thing. He said like. Uh, just so you know, this is still much an R&D project. We haven't actually decided if we're releasing this thing yet. And I remember reading that back in 2014 when I was working mm-hmm. for another VR website, like, whoa, <laughs> this guy does not seem to... <laughs> I'm, get, I'm getting too deep into my theory because for all I, I don't know Jim Ryan, for all I know, he loves VR and he's just being very conservative and uh, for very good reasons. But uh, you, you string all of these together. I still believe PSVR 2 will happen, but it's... It's just this crushing, uh, cooling off period right now, which I really don't think the ecosystem yeah. needed. I think, you know, there's, there's Jim right. on the screen. Hello, Jim. Looking right at me. He's not happy with my comments. Hello, Jimbo. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's, it's hard, man, because the, this could have been a really, really exciting, excellent year. We could have got a version of Iron Man with incredible graphics and incredible load times as opposed to the ps4 version it seems to be begging for that we could have got a new first party game from this new studio we could have i presumably seen something new from sony london studio the developers of uh blood and truth 
clearly Sony Japan has been working on Astrobot, the launch title, not Astrobot 2 right now. I mean, they might have that working away somewhere in the background. Um, and, the and they, impulse gear, the creators of yeah, Farpoint. They, yeah, they, well, they, they haven't been seen since 2017. <laughs> there's, there's, yeah. This has really taken the wind out of a lot of people's sales. And I'll say it's an especially crucial time for this not to have happened because Quest 2 has come out and the Facebook thing is an issue for people, right? And, and we talk about this industry needing competition on a grand scale. And PlayStation was the only company right now that looks like it's going to be offering that in the near term, apart from maybe if there's something that Apple does next year or the year after, or, or if Microsoft finally decides to get in the game or Google comes back or whatever. But th- those things don't look as likely as what PlayStation could have done. Yeah, and it's so yeah. I, I'm crushed. Firstly, I love PlayStation VR. It's it's dated. It's, the hardware's dated, but I love it. Love it. Love it. It's such a frustrating thing to even talk about because there's just so many question marks. You know, like uh, we we don't really know. You know, like mm-hmm. for sure if PSVR two is definitely coming because they haven't they haven't declared it. They haven't announced the headset. They haven't you know said anything that gives consumers confidence and i think that's that, that's yep. the key thing here is that um as you go into a new generation of hardware um clearly sony is very firmly entrenched in that belief of generation right like yep. that the ps5 is a new console a new generation we have reluctant backwards compatibility with ps4 but if you want anything else you're gonna have to pay us for ps now to stream it you know so ps5 is a new generation of hardware and they're very I firmly believe in that kind of concept. And so even if PSVR 2 is a year and a half to two years away, I I, I would like to know that it's coming. Yeah, you know? exactly. I think exactly. Um, knowing that it's coming isn't going to hurt sales of PS4 or PSVR. I think most people that want a PSVR probably have one already. Um, I think that if you were to announce that it's coming that would have the opposite effect that would build confidence that would make people buy a ps5 now yep to get into the ecosystem and get used to it and maybe play some ps4 some ps4 vr games while they're getting you know used to the ecosystem and i just i can't i don't understand the reasoning of why they wouldn't at least confirm that one is coming for sure it's in development Mm -hmm. um even if they don't say anything else literally nothing else that you don't even have to name it you can just come out in an interview and say Yes, a new headset is in development. It'll be coming out. And, you know, you don't even have to give us a time frame even. Like, just literally the confirmation it it exists would be, I think, just it would be just enough to tide over the fan base. Because um, there are, you know, uh, we don't know the exact number at this point, but probably close to 6 million um, PSVR headsets out there. Um, That's that's a drop in the bucket of the the PS4 user base, but um, that's still a sizable audience. And um, it just, it kind of feels like they're being left out to dry. And uh, I don't know, maybe if we go back in time again um, to sort of talk about when the PSVR first came out, um, maybe we can kind of look at what happened and uh, we should have been more pessimistic. You know, the fact that they were using PS3 technology to power the, yeah. the device. I mean, it that was kind of writing on the wall ahead of time already, you know, like it's, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's they kind of you know put themselves into a corner a little bit here, where um, you know, a refresh you know mid cycle would have been tantamount to a new device, mm-hmm. um, you know, because of how dated it was whenever it debuted in the first place. Yep. So they were kind of in this position where either they're just going to have to you know just tough through a drought or um, launch a new device early, and it seems like they picked the former. Um, which I don't know. I mean, it's it's fine. It's I think whenever the new headset gets announced and comes out, I think it'll be popular. I do think there will be an audience for it again. But um, just just a statement could have done so much for the you know the brand awareness and confidence in the in the player base. And um, it's yeah, that's all they that's all they really needed to do as a bare minimum. I think um, that would have been enough. Yeah, I mean, I. Again, there's there's plenty more I want to say, but I actually think we should table it because 
in, in in a future episode of the podcast, we're going to be able to talk about this stuff embargo free, right? And and that is the time to really, really probably yeah, yeah. dig in and and talk about uh, PS5 and VR. So I think we should leave it there. Even though I, I'm going to make notes, and, mm-hmm. and I think we'll revisit this this topic in the coming weeks. Um, that's it for the sure. show today, pretty much. Thanks so much for joining in, everyone. Uh, this is, like we said, this is the first in our new kind of setup where we're going to be talking games on the download on Thursday, and on Monday we're going to be talking uh, hardware and industry, uh, different people on different podcasts, covering a, a broader sp- uh, spectrum. So that's that's really exciting. Before we before we head off, David, what what do we got coming up? We, we've been talking PS Five, so there's some coverage from that to expect, right? Yeah, yeah, you should uh, keep an eye on the site tomorrow morning for sure. If you are interested in PS5 and uh, PSVR, there's uh, going to be quite a bit of stuff going up on the site tomorrow uh, morning. And uh, beyond that, we obviously are going to continue you know, reviewing on the latest games and mm-hmm. uh, all, all the latest VR experiences out there and uh, chasing down stories as much as we can. And I think in your neck of the woods, you have a piece of hardware that should be arriving oh, yeah. relatively soon, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I should be doing the review for the HP Reverb G2, which I'm hoping will be arriving in the next couple of days. Uh, should be arriving in the next couple of days, I should say. Uh, so if you looked at our Quest 2 review from back in September, expect the same kind of coverage. We'll be going really in-depth with it, getting to grips with how it feels, uh, what what games play like on it. Uh, we'll be doing video reviews, video comparisons. Uh, it's going to be really good. I'm really... Really looking forward to trying that thing out and uh, getting back to some high-end VR after uh, all the Quest 2 stuff recently. Um, yeah, so it's going to be good stuff. Make sure to stay tuned to upload. Make sure to head over to our YouTube channel and uh, subscribe. Click that link down below somewhere. Oh, look at that. How's that for synergy? And uh, we'll, uh, we'll, see you in, we'll see you Monday. Thanks for tuning in, everyone.